Welcome to the Gavel and the Gavel. It's me, Harry. Uh, I'm based in Windsor at our auction house there, and I am joined by self-titled, it turns out, auctioneer extraordinaire Simon Watson from our Devon auction house. How are you, Simon? We're drowning. Drowning in Devon. Drowning in Devon. It has been pouring for days and days and days. There's just water falling out of the sky. We're drowning in Devon. Devon, that rhymes with heaven, is currently underwater. I just, I need everybody to know this. How are you, Harry? Well, I'm not drowning. I've I've had a great day, but um, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I've spent all day doing your favourite thing. Have you been looking at shiny stuff? I've been counting gold coins. (laughs) 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 And for a brief period of my morning, I had them all piled on, on the desk in front of me just for about five minutes. And I felt like a pirate. (laughs) (laughs) And I could have been six. And I just looked at this pile of sovereigns and went, (laughs) I can feel and then I got on with my then I got on with my job and became all professional again. We are seeing a lot of sovereigns at the moment, aren't we? Because I've I've got I've had quite a few in this week as well. And I do yeah, they are lovely, lovely, lovely things, aren't they? There's a reason for that though, isn't there? These people tell me, and I I'm not offering financial advice here. I hasten to add that's the caveat. <laughs> Good, but there's uh, yeah, just to just to make sure everybody is aware of that. Yeah, I feel a lawsuit coming in already. Yeah, I feel yeah, I feel yeah, slightly nervous. But there's something to do with capital gains tax, and because they're coins, etc. That's my understanding, and so therefore, in when the market's a bit variable or people have bills to pay and they've had a few tucked away over the years, I think they're a good thing to liquidise. That's what that's what they were telling me today. Oh my goodness. Harry, this is a podcast. You're not supposed to be telling the nation how to defraud the government. We're going to get investigated. I'm definitely not. What? Definitely what not. exactly is this podcast turned into? With you offering advice uh, on capital gains tax and how to avoid taxation. It's what it sounds like to me. I'd like, if the VAT man is listening, <laughs> I'd like to distance myself from my friend and colleague. I'm not. I really am not. That's why I kept saying what? I'm not offering advice. I sat there today with this collector and this is what they kept saying to me. And I was nodding going, "Uh aha, right. Okay. I've just got to photograph this lot and get them into a sale. So please stop talking to me on that sort of complex level. Other financial advisors are available (laughs) and recommended. I am not not one. (laughs) Yeah. The only advice I could give you is where to find um, large quantities of yummy food. That's my area of expertise outside <laughs> auctioneering. I can find you a good restaurant. So how, how else is the, how else has your week been? What have you been up to? Well, we, uh, we're we recording this just after Easter, so it was a nice little break uh, with the family. Um, but I did uh, a couple of house calls uh, over that weekend, and we saw some interesting bits. The volume of items is huge at the moment. It's not all massively high quality but there's just a lot of things being brought to market across across a wide range of uh subjects and matters i did see and um, we're bringing to auction weirdly because it's our i think it's our yeah it is it's our auction prior to the coronation uh was a really beautiful diamond brooch which was a gift from queen victoria to one of her ladies in waiting so that's coming up so that's a, oh wow that's a topical thing so that's quite nice and Obviously, being based in Windsor, there is a slight prevalence. We do see some nice things on that, on that, in that sort of in the royal field. So that was lovely. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I've seen a disproportionate amount of militaria. 
Really? Uh, do you know what? We've got some of that. Yeah. A lot of medals, a lot of medals, a lot of, as somebody in our office described them, outfits, but I think you'll call them <laughs> uniforms. Uniforms. Mm-hmm. Outfits. It will come as no great surprise to you that our resident actor, Will, right. who, when he's resting from his various screen and theatre roles, works with us, he felt that outfits was the way to go. Right. And he seems to be resting quite a lot these days. There was a lot of crossing out. Let's not say that. <laughs> but he has been with us a while. He has been with us a while. Yes, absolutely. It's a lot of resting. I tell you what, it's mm. a tough old game, that acting. We're lucky. I wouldn't want to get involved with that. But um, the acting profession's loss is our gain, is what I would say. It says on this script. <laughs> well, <laughs> well done indeed. Well done indeed. Now, I've got to ask you. Oh, yeah. Go I on. haven't looked at them yet, but we've had a, a, a consignment of miniatures come into the auction house. So mm. I was hoping that I might ask our head auctioneer, our lead auctioneer, oh, Mr. Harry Ballin, to tell us a little bit about what to look for in the miniatures. Some of them have got writing on the back. So let me describe a couple of them. Some of them are... You don't are... need to. I'm going to jump in very quickly. I'm going to jump in very quickly and say, fortunately, this isn't my area of expertise. However, I do know you need to look for the, the, the following things. What they are painted on. Right. What might they be painted on? So some miniatures, some miniatures are painted on ivory, which obviously you need to check into with current legislation. That's a problem. Uh, yeah, it, you need to be certain. And also you need to be looking out for um, the signatures on the front. Now I've had, and so have you over the years, consignments of various miniatures that aren't signed, but there are, and I couldn't tell you who, because I'm not going to pretend I know the answer, but somebody no doubt will tell us, email us in or whatever. But there are some really outstanding artists to look out for. And uh, yeah, so you just need to get photographs of the signature. But obviously the signatures are teeny tiny and often teeny tiny under the frame from my <laughs> slightly, slightly jaded experience. And if I remember rightly, over the years, we've sold some of them can be incredibly high value, can't they? Thousands. Yeah, thousands. Mm. Famously, we sold... Uh, you and I sold at Windsor when we hadn't been open for very long, uh, a miniature that when you opened the back of it and it was where with a hidden, with a hidden sort of clasp, I would say it was even, yeah, it was like almost like a pin that you had to pull out uh, in the back was Jewish iconography and it had been used to hide an altar. So in like an altar piece. And oh, so you took the back really? off, turned the old, turned it round, yeah. And we'd found it in a family clearance, and the family couldn't decide what to do with it. And we took it to wow. auction. And in fact, the person who bought it gave it back to the family. Oh, how sweet! Because they said you really? should, if this, if you should keep this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they knew more about it. They knew more about how it had come about. And uh, therefore, they, yeah, so I think they'd taken a miniature and then they'd adapted it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that is my lasting memory of miniatures. And I thought that was such a lovely story at the time. But yeah. That's a great story. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, I, would suggest an, I would suggest an oddity in that, in that particular market. I'm guessing other paintings must have been used in a similar fashion. Well, 
I am about to finish this podcast and uh, dash over to my box of miniatures and see if any of them have little yeah. doors and little windows in the back because that would be absolutely fascinating. I don't think it's common. No, no. And which are the better ones, do you think? The silhouettes or the actual colour ones? No, I, uh, silhouettes, I mean, there's lots of people who love them, but they're not for me. Um, I prefer a full-on a full-on painting of a lady or a gentleman. Mostly Victorian, right? And earlier, but I like the couples. I like those. You match him, Mr. and Mrs., so to speak. <gasps> we should get one done. I'm not sure I have the figure of a man who can fit in a miniature. <laughs> <laughs> now, since I am since I am quizzing you, I've got an interesting oh, challenge on at the moment. I've got an interesting challenge. It'll be interesting. So we have had consigned a Pepsi Rolex watch now here's an interesting one for you you'll like this harry there's a little conundrum mm. it's been mm. consigned as believed to be a fake okay so the lady who has sent it in it was her deceased husband's along with a bunch of other watches omegas another rolex um, and they're all good. They're with their paperwork. They've got their attestations. They've got their warranties. They've got their original boxes. Um, so he was obviously a, a bit of a collector. But she made it perfectly clear that the Pepsi Rolex is a fake, or she believed it. Sorry, uh, let me correct myself. She believed it to be a fake. Now, it, it is come in a Rolex box, the wrong one. It's not the right Rolex box. It's on a Rolex cushion. It's come with some Rolex paperwork. It's the wrong paperwork. Okay, so all of this would lead you to say... All those are red flags so far. All of those are red flags. So I've done a bit of research. I've looked for the hidden markers uh, that Rolex put on to, for example, at the six o'clock, there is a stamp. You can only see it. and It's there. I've taken the strap off. I've looked for the serial numbers. They're there. Mm. I've looked for the model mark, which they hide behind the bezel of the, it's there. So at the moment, I've got the vendor saying it's not right because she always believed her husband when he said it's a fake, but a very good one. Mm. But actually, everything I'm seeing is telling me it's right. What we have in our uh, possession at our auction house, a Cartier tank, which is absolutely amazing. And we took it to a jeweler's and the jeweler authenticated it, went through all the checks and all the rest of it. We then took it to Cartier and they said, we need to keep this because it's not real. And it passed all of the markers, but they could tell that it was just an extremely, extremely good fake. When your jeweler looked at the at the tank, did he take the back off of it as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he just yeah, but, really? and they were they were just um this isn't the jeweler we used now I hasten to add as a result of all this. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Um this is uh but yeah, but he was yeah, highly renowned, uh, well known yeah, yeah. Cartier dealership chain. And they were absolutely confident, absolutely adamant. Now I don't know whether they told us they took the back off it. I don't stand over people while they work. That's not my style. And that's just always made me laugh. And we said, No, we're gonna keep this and we're gonna use it as a teaching tool. Yeah, yeah. And show people how good you know, and so what I really want is something to bring one in and then me put this next to it and say, do you want, which one do you yeah, want? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, and people will, I'm sure, poo poo this, but I think fakes have got so, so good that you kind of got to go with the guy who bought it, who was a collector. 
And if he said, I bought this as a good fake, it's a good fake. What if you what if you, we find out that he actually bought it and he paid 20 grand for it? Didn't have the nerve to tell his wife that he's bought another one. So uh, went on the basis that... Uh, well, do you know what? I was just about to say, he's probably gone, she's going to kill me. She's going to kill me. She's going to kill me. She wanted a new car. I've spent the holiday money on a, on a Rolex uh, or whatever it was. They were going to buy a new kitchen. Yeah, I mean, we sold, we sold one last year, didn't we? A Pepsi, uh, you and I, we yeah. sold it for, and that one was engraved. We sold that for 10,000. 10,000, uh, to yeah. A guy, yeah. Yeah, to a guy who's got... Ten of them. Cool. It's, it's a bit of pressure, though, isn't it? Because if I get this wrong, it's coming back. Uh, yeah, lovely, great. Can't. Yeah, I mean, no harm, no foul, but it's just inconvenient, isn't it? But if you send it to Rolex, they'll keep it. <laughs> That's not good. That's definitely not good. Do you remember we had that issue with the with the paintings when we were getting we, years ago? We had a Coro authenticator, didn't we? And we sent yeah. it to Paris, and it went to the backpack. Exactly. We've told the story, I think. And um, when they said it went into the committee, they said, if we don't like it, we're keeping it and destroying it. Well, hang that's on, right, yeah. what? Yeah, yeah. no, that's a bit tricky. Yeah, absolutely. 700, 700 euros and you're going to burn it. Thanks very much. <laughs> Here's hoping that your Rolex is real. Uh, my cabinets are full. You're going to love one section of our forthcoming auction because we're in April, aren't we? And yes. uh, we've got maybe 50 lots of Christmas decorations. What? Yeah. Christmas decor. What? Why? You know, the big, tall nutcrackers, five foot tall nutcrackers, uh, you know, the soldiers really? and that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, or, and then we've got, um, we've got an actual sleigh. We've got Santa's sleigh. In April. Yeah. Timing, we're slightly out of whack. I would agree. <laughs> so we've got a full, <laughs> a full blown sleigh that's been used as a prop with Santa in it. So that's quite uh, fun. I think I know where that came from. We'll keep it quiet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll keep that quiet. Uh, so we've got that and that's a bit fun. Uh, the majority of the Christmas stuff actually came from a large house that we cleared and they were just Christmas nuts. But uh, the sleigh is from um, where you think it is. Um, and uh, yeah, so the camera, we've got the usual story, ceramics, lots of ceramics, nice ceramics loads of furniture i mean loads and loads of furniture we've got some lovely furniture we've got some um designer furniture that came out of a shop in bond street that was used for display that's really lovely we picked that up today we've got some indian doors that have been turned into tables oh yeah yeah that sort of stuff We've got some uh, antique 1920s, 1930s enamel signs from France. Oh, very nice. We've got lots of silver. We've got uh, lots of silver items, lots of flatware. Silver flatware seems to be our big thing. This nice. We've got some Dublin silver, which is nice. What else have I got? Well, that's unusual. Yeah, it just goes on and on and on. Yeah, on and on and on. Oh, fair dear listener, I was warning Simon that uh, we may have a slightly larger auction due to volume. Uh, of items this month and he's he's already now panicking about how he's going to break it to his family he's not going to see him for three days (laughs) (laughs) oh that's not very good that's not very good at all we've we've interestingly got some lovely silver for the next sale i have to say and rather unusually um the lovely lady local to us here in devon who consigned three boxes of silver to our sale she bless her she'd inherited it from her mother um but it was absolutely lovely 
that she genuinely, genuinely had no idea how much it was worth. And so her and her brother had decided that they didn't want this silver. And there's candelabras and there's silver trays and there's flatware and there's cruet sets and there's all of this stuff. So her mother and father back in the day were proper collectors of high-end Victorian, Georgian and modern silver. And do you know what? How lovely was it? for? And You know, we do our usual auctioneers bit. How much are you hoping? And she said, well, my brother and I were kind of hoping that uh, there might be enough for a, a slap-up meal, slap-up meal, you know, 100 to 200 pounds. How lovely is that? When I told her, we're looking at, I haven't done the assessment yet. You know, I've literally just said, yes, we'll consign it to auction. When I told her, we, I can guarantee you it's two to 4,000. Bless her. The, the look on it. Well, she didn't believe me to begin with. She said, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure anybody's going to want this stuff? Oh, yeah. People will definitely want this. But how nice to actually have a vendor who was genuinely thought that they had a box of stuff that turns out well, to be a real cracker. Yeah, and do you know what's nice about that? It's not that sort of put-on antiques roadshow end of the, oh, yeah, big, yeah. wow, that much, when we all know that half of them were thinking, is that it? Really? I thought it was worth 10 times that. Exactly. <laughs> the, the whole disappointed, oh, well, that's nice. Yeah, absolutely. This was a genuine, are you sure it's worth that much? I think it had been under the stairs for years and years and years. Just some stunning silver. Absolutely. Is this the consignment when you had to ring your religious expert up about a chalice, a traveling chalice? Uh, Yes. Uh, A traveling, (laughs) what was it? It's got bread in it. Yeah, it's a a communion set. Careful. Communion set. I'm going to steer you past the uh, things that will get us cancelled there, Simon. <laughs> it's a communion set. Yeah. Wine. Bread and wine. Yes. Let's go with that. I, did, I didn't, didn't exactly. <laughs> I had a feeling that it was something like that because it had a big cross on the top, right? <laughs> but I did, you're absolutely right, defer to our head of religious antiquities. Yeah, we have our areas of uh, our hobbies and areas of uh, interest, and um, that's one of mine and not one of yours. Definitely is. A bit like dress studs. Did we cover dress uh, studs? I think we probably did, Simon. Yes, I think we've taken the mickey out of the fact that I wore dress studs at school. <laughs> we also took the mickey out of me for not knowing what dress studs were for, because I've never yeah. Worn I think them. I think we've I think we've belittled one another quite often on this podcast. I don't think we need to add to, I don't think we, don't think we need to, add to it, uh, dear listener. I just have to tell you that uh, it is the school holidays at the moment, and Simon um, is the father of two adorable young uh, kids. Uh, who have just appeared on screen, who are tiptoeing around the recording um, because they're on school holidays, um, just to give me a wave and say hello. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, it, it's made my day, that, because uh, we're both sat in, our res- sat in our respective offices. Max and Charlie are in the house. Well, they've had a busy old day, haven't they? They have, they have, and uh, challenging uh, childcare issues at Easter, but they are now affixed to their screens playing i don't know roadcraft or mine chat or something i don't know. don't up, don't um, upset so- them by sounding old <laughs> any family who runs their own business will appreciate the trials and tribulations of childcare during the holidays so hats off to uh, simon and susie who are managing it currently 
and to the boys for putting up with their parents. Have, well, <laughs> and for put, uh, interestingly, um, both the boys were asked, I think only last week, um, whether or not they would be following their mother and father's footsteps into the world of auctioneering. It was a resounding no, Harry. I can't tell you how emphatic the no was that we got from both of them. Mm. Not even a few seconds worth of thought went into it. It was just no, just no. No. Well, yeah. as we know, so, my daughter's my daughter is considerably oh, yeah. older than them, uh, having uh, you know a mid twenties, and there is no chance. Not a chance in hell. Our uh, our succession planning is not going especially well for the businesses, I would suggest. Um, did you see our booze sale, Harry, where we had uh, 60 lots of wine and mm. whiskey and brandy and uh, Metaxa? And, and yeah, it did very, very well. We were very impressed. And there were several bottles of wine that made some absolutely ridiculous amounts of money so dear listener if you have wine stored if you have a booze cabinet that never gets touched don't underestimate that there might actually be some value in there contact your local auctioneers worst case scenario they'll have a good night out. <laughs> um yeah you did well there didn't you it was good it was a good sale the whiskey uh, did well and some of the rare wines did well but it's always interesting to watch and um, particularly when um we use the online platforms we start them all at a five pound note and you know one bottle of whiskey rocketed up to 640 pounds and a couple of bottles of Wine started at a fiver and ended up at three hundred plus for two bottles of wine. So yeah, it's 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 an interesting testament to the power of the online, um, and it doesn't have to be antiques and silver and jewellery. It can be all sorts of of different things that people may have around their house. Well, I, I thought you were going to uh, bring up our time sale, which was running simultaneously to yours, actually finished at the same time on Easter Monday evening, where lot 1013 was a Stevens and Son whistle, right? which was in the sale at 30 to 40 pounds. Made 38? 720. <laughs> Oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> Who lotted that one up, Harry? Luckily, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so what was so good about this this whistle? This is a consignment from uh, a retired or a, re- a retiring or retired antique dealer who brings in 20 lots a month, writes his own descriptions, which we then check, and then instructs us as to the prices he would like, estimates, etc. Oh, good. And because he's been doing it, well, he's been doing it a very long time, and we always say, we look at the prices, look at the descriptions, check we haven't broken any rules, and then say, okay, um, because it's it's nice of him to do it, and it keeps his interest in his eye, his eye in, doesn't it? And uh, he's equally as surprised as we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That is funny. Now, that, that's, that's an interesting situation because we down in Devon have now got, and it must be a sign of the times, um, antique dealers who have previously had shops who are getting out of the renting a big shop, business rates, um, too many staff, et cetera, et cetera, and are now bringing us several lots or a consignment of lots every month and one in particular 
charming gentleman uh, from sort of 20 miles away has confided in us that he's closing his shop down because we are getting better prices at auction than he would ever dare ask in his shop. So it's an interesting shift to the online world, isn't it? I think it's, it's not, uh, mate, you're spot on. I don't think it's just auction houses. I think obviously no, no. we bang that, we bang that drum, but I think it is the online reach and we invest a lot of money um, across the group of the two auction houses in our online capability, our social media, our Instagram, our Twitter, Facebook, promoting reels. God knows. I mean, you have to become some sort of social media uh, guru at points to try and keep up with all the various. I mean, as mm. you know, you're a TikTok, you're a TikTok star in your own right. Fortunately, you what don't now? have TikTok and you and you don't see the posts I put up of you. But you know you're you're busy on that platform. <laughs> but am I the um yeah very what? very people love you. Am Thousands I? of people watch you chatting. What are you talking about? Ten thousand people watched you uh, auctioneer an item, some Chinese screens, which is nothing in the world of TikTok. But it is interesting that ten thousand people want to spend thirty seconds watching. One of us put the gavel down. That is very odd. So what I was getting to is that we're occupying that space so your client doesn't have to. And that's putting yes. in all of this. Yeah, I mean, we're shipping all over the world at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. People are buying everywhere. They buy online. And it's easy to do. I have to say the shipping's not necessarily the easiest bit, is it? Uh, no, that can be um, ridiculously challenging. But... Both houses have got their shipping partners. So, mm. you know, we can push our clients to the best resource to get items safely delivered to their houses. Although it does laugh, make me laugh when somebody um, buys a uh, Victorian um, wardrobe in three massive sections with glass mirrors and the like for £150 and then asks us, how are you going to get that to Canada? <laughs> that was an interesting one. Didn't work out as well as they'd hoped, if I'm honest. Wasn't quite the cheap Victorian wardrobe that they hoped for. But there you go. You didn't ship that then in the end. Or did you? Uh, no, we did not. No, no, no that's still on the wall. And, uh, and after, yes, exactly. And after some extensive research on their part, they decided that, uh, uh, yeah, it might be slightly not to their advantage to pay for a ship to take it all the way to Canada. So there you go. Um, we do have to mention, Simon. Sorry, can I just mm. uh, can I mention one thing? I, it's, it's a bit of a downer, but I, we do have to pay tribute. I think every household in this country that has a working interest in antiques or just a passing interest has um, bought or owned or looked at one of the Judith Miller uh, guides, either the price guides or there was the Dictionary of Antiques and Collectibles, etc. Sadly, Judith um, passed away over the Easter weekend, and we just thought we should pay tribute to the huge impact um, and echo all the thoughts of the people who've worked with her um, and are speaking so highly of her on social media and uh, in the press. Uh, we just thought we should mention that and our thoughts and prayers with her family uh, at uh, this rotten time. Could Miserable. not put it better in any way, shape or form. An absolute icon in our industry and will be sadly, sadly missed. I agree, Harry. Uh, I'm aware that you've got a busy day tomorrow. What are you doing? Painting a shed, aren't you, or something? 
It's a beach house, I'll have you know. It's a beach house um, with a sea view, as you would expect. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's just qualify this for the listener. Oh, yeah, beach house might have been overselling it somewhat. I've got, got to tell you that. It's a beach hut. You're absolutely right. It's a beach hut. Simon, much to everybody's envy, uh, lives on the coast uh down uh lime in the lime regis seaton area where our auction house is and uh he's one of those lucky people who's got a beach hut and can go and chill out on the beach and it is the envy that is the envy of everybody um now the weather's getting ready Uh, susie convinced us to get this beach hut it took us a long time on a waiting list and when we got it i thought it's a shed it turns out it's not a shed harry it's a palace on the esplanade it's magnificent. Can't wait. Oh, gosh. What what colour are you going for? Do you have to all paint it different colours? Management obviously took that decision. And uh, it is going to be blue and white stripes in a traditional style Dear listener, what you can't see, but I can see, is that it is apparent that Simon's wife has walked into the room in which he is recording. And he is Correct. looking up at her for constant affirmation with regards yes. to, has he said the right thing? Can he get away with it? <laughs> On that happy note, because it's obviously time to finish. Uh, what do we have to ask our listener to do? Pop down to the beach hut. Bring a paintbrush. <laughs> yeah, those would are both you good please, things. Yeah, those paintbrush would be great. Would you please subscribe, like, review? Is there anything else? Have I got them all? Hey, <laughs> got them all. Is that mate. a full house? You've got them all. Is that a full house? That's a full house. Oh my word. David, Producer surely David's, I get a lollipop for that. David's going to be, I don't think David hands out like, hang on a minute, he's handing out sweets. What's going on? <laughs> Mate, have a great week. I will see you next week. I look forward to it. I think we might be interviewing next week. It might be a surprise. I think we might be. I think we might be. Keep on trucking. Keep on trucking.